Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Wood, and my guest today is Daniele Danna Bortolotti. Daniele's family winery is called Bortolotti. Whereabouts is your winery? Uh, our winery, it's, uh, it's a family-owned business um, based in Valdobbiadene village. Where's that? This is uh, one of the two small villages of the uh, Conegliano and Valdobbiadene Prosecco region in the north and east part of Italy. So you in Veneto or Friuli? No, we are in Veneto, mm-hmm. in province of Treviso, okay. 60 kilometers north and then Venice, mm-hmm. and uh, nearly 60 kilometers from the Dolomites Alps. So just in the middle of the uh, two main region most renowned in the north and east of part of Italy. And uh, I'm the third generation coming from a winery founded uh, by my grandfather, Umberto, in 1947. And today I'm presenting uh, our wines uh, together with my uncle Bruno Mortolotti, that is uh, together with my mom, the boss of the company, based in the, in the town, in downtown of the village of Valdobbiadene. So what's the population of Valdobbiadene? Because you see it on so many bottles, like millions <laughs> of bottles of Prosecco. You're right. What was it like? Is it a big place with a cinema, a football stadium, or is it a tiny <laughs> little village with just a couple of, couple of dogs and, a, and an old man with his uh, Maybe the second. <laughs> uh, there are many more vines and bottles than people there. I can tell you that more or less 10,000 people just in the Valdobbiadene village. And we are actually, at the moment, we are one of the 70 wineries in the Valdobbiadene town. And 70 wineries in one town? Yeah, just in the town, yeah. And uh, all the appellation, the Conegliano Valdobbiadene, the OCG appellation, has more than uh, 190 wineries who make sparkling wines there. And as a grower, producer, grape grower, producer. So you mean you're, you're making wine from your own grapes that you and your family have grown? No, we uh, we actually, we are negociant manipulant. Uh, we, we buy uh, collecting the grapes from uh, growers of the Valdobbiadene village and some uh, relatives uh, in a um, closer area. But you can uh, imagine that Valdobbiadene has more or less 70 wineries and uh, more or less uh, 1,500 growers, uh, small as in agricola. There. So great growers. Great growers, and uh, for 7,000 hectares, uh, just in the Valdobbiadene area. So that that's the curiosity about the million bottles produced in Valdobbiadene village. So some people would say, oh, you know, you can't be very good because you don't grow enough grapes. And mm-hmm. so what is the, adv- obviously this is what happens in Champagne and it works uh, for you. So what are the advantages of being able to grow some of your own and to have mm-hmm. grapes that you buy from growers? You know, there was something that uh, my grandfather Umberto was uh, telling uh, when he was there in charge is that... Uh, Every person has its uh, responsibility in, in doing what is able to do. Better. So in the chain of production. Some in the people, chain yeah. of production. So it was one of the first pioneer doing it because it, there there was just a great growing, some winemaking made uh, artisanally. For mm. family consumption. Yeah. And local Basically, sale, like local restaurants. Yeah, self-consumption and uh, for some... Uh, uh, locals as a Venetian, so, uh, just from the surrounding areas. So when was your when was your grandfather in? It was in the 1950s, 1940s. Yeah, he, he started in 1947. So just after uh, the war, together with yeah, after World War Second, together with other few pioneers, they collected the grape growers, making new way of um, of the wine region uh, quality, main 
grape was the the prosecco grape uh, was named such as uh, prosecco and now called glare now called glare exactly to avoid, um, to avoid confusion <laughs> to avoid confusion which is which is uh, a rare thing in Italy. <laughs> oh, we make, are Italian yeah, you must remember so. that we are Italian we love making confused people all around the world so he collected the great the grape growers together with other grape growers other winemaker other pioneers of Valdebiadene and Conegliano area and so they collected from the ruins of the World War II the tradition of grape growing of uh, Prosecco of Verdizo Bianchetta so these are other uh, local of grapes. other yeah. uh, local indigenous grape variety very close by the, the Prosecco grape they collected the tradition in, vinifi- in the vinification and they uh, evolved to to a new to new level of a sparkling production thanks to new technologies because uh, now we are recognized as one of the most important industrial district for the Charmant method sparkling production system also also called the Martinotti method or Martinotti or uh, Ita- Metodo Italiano or in our area, we probably call it Metodo Valdobbiadene so right. because we blend the basic dry basis wine together with grape juice. That is the only place in Italy that is allowed to do it. And that creates the second fermentation yeah, in, exactly. in a sealed tank in, under, in, under pressure. And then under you pressure and then it can be bottled when the, the sparkling wine is ready. You sounded a bit like a Queen song there. Under pressure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we will do a cuvée Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> so actually they invented a new sparkling wine in a region that was renowned for light white wines does that put same as sparkling white wines does that put extra pressure on you as a family seeing as your your family had a key role to play in the creation if we could say a little bit of inheritance i'm feeling yeah Uh, yeah to protect uh, a certain idea of uh, what prosecco was before becoming popular and easy stuff, uh, cheap stuff, low perceived uh, all around with, the, the with a low low quality reputation. Yeah, that's the, the point. So, but incredibly popular. It's incredibly popular. I mean, it was very local. It's still very local, but now it's very popular with a low perception because we were overtaken by the prosecco. So, how do you, how do you get people to trade up? I mean, you mentioned these other grape varieties as well as the Galera or prosecco grape like Bianchetta and Verdiso. People, growers, and producers producers trying to um, make the blends a little bit more interesting you're yeah. shaking your head a little bit not too convinced um, or is that just a bit of a marketing tool we no, have a, we to be different I mean we we have to start from the name and that's why we avoid to use the name Prosecco at the moment after 10 years in, in the last 10 years after the achievement of the uh, the DOCG recognition so so what do you mean you mean you're going to just call the wine Valdobbiadene instead of yeah, Prosecco yeah because uh, it's quite um, it's not a big it, risk it's quite though. easy it's a, it can be a big risk but we are still existing after 10 years you know we started uh, together with other colleagues actually a bit strictly at the moment because we we say that we are there is a lot of Prosecco all around the world but all not all the Prosecco come from Valdobbiadene that is recognized to be one of the most important places for Prosecco, higher quality. And, and, lower, so and lower yields, a little bit lower yields. Lower yields. So you're talking about Prosecco yields. DOC against Valdobbiadene DOCG. So you made automatically this idea. But because I, when I say 
Prosecco could come from Valdobbiadene, but a Valdobbiadene is automatically Prosecco who comes from the Valdobbiadene. So what makes Valdobbiadene special? Is it the terroir, the climate, the hill, the soil, the blend? So the terroir is the is the mix. Now is a marketing mix of of uh, the soils that are so diverse among the different hills. We are a long hill, hilly land from. Uh, West, where is Valdobbiadene, to east, that is Conegliano, who gave the, the name of the, the large appellation. There you can find a diversity among officially 43 villages, such as has happened in Champagne or in other areas in Italy, just to recognize a certain tradition and certain diversity there is among the hills of limestone soils, clay soils, rocks and soils, and, and obviously the microclimate, because the further you get away from the Adriatic, the further inland you get, it gets a bit cooler. And you know, and we are just at the foothills of the pre-Alps, yeah. and we have the Dolomite Alps in the, in the, behind of us. But isn't that why the blend is, is best, that, that someone like you that is buying or has vineyards in different places, just like in Champagne, as you say, yeah. to get the best of everything? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's the something idea. that is, is becoming popular among the producer, certain producers, because we have a, an, an instrument, I, uh, let me call it an instrument, is the Mansion Ribe, is a brand new mansion. Ribe is R-I-V-E. R-I-V-E, like uh, the sea front. Like <laughs> Riviera, yeah. Like Riviera, yeah, more or less. It's a local dialect name of the steep hills very steep from uh, 30 40 60 percent of steepness so that's so if i go into a shop and i see the words prosecco and rive yeah i know that it's come from a hill slope yeah and is it is the strictest is the most strict yield per hectare so lower yields lower lowest yield per hectare it has to be sparkling it has to be recognized on the label in front in the back there is always Rive, with Rive D from the name, with the name of the village. Okay, so what's the difference in taste? And I know you said that different villages have different, but in general, what, if I just go and buy a basic Valdobbiadene, I mean, yeah. I, I mean yeah, basic yeah. Invicoletti, yeah, you know, and then a, a Rive yeah. wine, what am I going to look for? Why? I say, hang on, this cost me an extra three, four, five euros, this yeah, bottle. You're right. What am I going to get for my money? What am I looking for? You know, a blind from different vineyards could give you a certain from a marketing point of view, I will say, I will call it a steel maison. So a certain style given by the winemaking. So, and it's the, consistently, you, consistent from year you, to year. You will love to have a certain style every year. So it's like the top cuvee of the Maison de Champagne. It's, uh, the sparkling producers are doing this as our 47 is basically the idea. And Rive, it's um, in our example, just to mention us, uh, we do four single vineyard Rive from small, very small uh, vineyards, and there you can you have obviously the vintage feeling. So the, the bottle is vintage wines, are they single? Of vintage? course, they must be vintage, okay. and they must be sparkling wines. Usually, you can find Rive at the moment brut. Brut nature, maybe sometime extra dry. Uh, there. So what extra dry actually means a little bit sweeter. Off dry, yeah. medium dry, yeah. okay, depending yeah. on the... That's another great, English. I love wine, it just makes life so easy for consumers. Yeah, yeah. but when you love it, you will yeah. drink it and you will be forgetting <laughs> the names. Do these wines have a little bit more colour as well, the, the Rive no, wines? No, 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 no. They are, usually they can be made with the same system. The Martinotti system. Martinotti system. What in our case is different is the time of release. 
for example, we are not yet released to 2017 that can be already released. So you keep the, market, the wine back before you can be you can be able to depend on the on the choice of producer in a vet, obviously no age barrel or in a vet on the only for two three months and then you put after the filtration you put in the in the in the autoclave in the autoclave and then you leave there for two three months upon the stabilization so you leave the juice as we juice. leave the wine the base uh, wine. On the, the base wine obtained in the uh, from the first fermentation. So it's like a, would be a vat. very acidic dry white wine, and then uh, not very acidic. Okay. That's the nice natural point of the Claron, the Pereira, and the Verdizzo, is that they are naturally acidic, but not citric. Right. Okay. So they are lightly acidic. They're perfect to make easy going sparkling wine. So then you transform in our them into area, a fizz. they can be more mineral, they can be more full body, they can be pleasantly perfumed. So full body would be from clay for example, mineral would be from yeah. more sandier soils, alluvial soils. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the nice point of the diversity from the flatland clara grape for Prosecco DOC from the hilly Prosecco Superiore area. And then the yields are lower in our hills. Uh, compared to the flatland prosecco, and then what you have is everything is handcraft. Okay. So you uh, so, so you've got your base wine, but when yeah. you went for the rivet, so you you've got this hillside base wine, which is quite a, and then you ferment it in the closed tank. Yep. Is the fermentation for the rivet wine a little bit slower? Do you slow that down, or do you just let it do what it wants compared to the normal in virgolette and verticomet <laughs> prosecco? Are there any differences in in trying to get a slower fermentation for more integration on the yeast? The uh, the first fermentation it's usually a bit slower, and then it keep longer time on the lees. Right. Usually between one. Until February, actually, we keep on the lead. So that'd be about three months. No, I mean from the mid, depends. Mid after end of September. Right, so five months. Yeah, can be staying there to achieve more body or roundness. But you don't stir it though, do you? We yeah. use a pump. Okay, okay, so you you put the leaves in suspension to give it a bit yeah. of extra creaminess. Yeah. Does that change That's the it. color of the wine as well? Does it give it a bit deeper uh, color? Uh, well, yeah. Was your first question before? Uh, no, really. Okay. You know, uh, there's a. That point for the color is that it's filtered at the end. Before right. the bottling is a bit filtered. Mm-hmm. So there is not the darkness, there is no more yellow color. Usually it's a... Do you think you'll make a wine with actually that is bottled with a bit of yeast lees? That these cloudy wines, natural wines? I know you look a very smart guy with your smart... You know, in our area there is the colfondo tradition. So colfondo means bottled with the lees, with a, with a, with yeah. a, a sediment. Col sediment, with yeah, yeah, yeah. That's do you the, like those? We drink it. My grandfather was used to do it. But that was the old traditional way, wasn't it's it? A, it's still, still lively there. It's a very popular. As a winery, we have never made it. And uh, I think we are not going to do it. Uh, because we are specialized in sparkling wines uh, since many decades. Can okay. be, yeah, we, we do some experiment in the winery, in the wine cellar, but uh, just to see how is the vintage there, but we love to. Okay, what are your main markets? To sell our sparkling wines, it's uh, 50% Italy, I will say. Uh, is that mainly locally? No. Oh, no, right. So what, Rome, Naples. Yeah, we 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 cross the borders. Really? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. We we sell in Sicily. You can imagine. Yeah, my uncle Bruno he used to go in Puglia, in Calabria, in uh, Basilicata, in Campania. To all these southern areas. Uh, even yeah. in southern. Yeah. Even though we are a medium-sized winery. See, you've probably been yeah. dealing with selling wine to the same people like three. You say third generation production and yeah. third generation buyers. Is that correct? For certain customers in Italy, correct. Yes. Yeah, 
many importers <laughs> correct, <laughs> but as we have thousand customers in Italy because we are bars, restaurant, you know, yeah. it's an aperitif wine, yeah. obviously, then it's a restaurant bar, some hotels, but we have long lasting customers. And, ex- and the export market, what are the most important ones? The most important, hey, is a bit changing, but uh, Europe, maybe can be it's fighting with us where is that number one for you usa export no 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 uh the first one it's usually switzerland it's uh, the historical one since 20 20 years more or less and is that a premium market it's a premium market we are i mean we are focusing in a premium market all over the world i will say even in italy and in switzerland uh, you, is uk it... is uh, becoming it's growing our 47 is uh, the only valdebiadene extra drive present at harrods in london for okay. example so just to figure out what is our position in the foreign markets. Um, so even um, U.S. is our third market at the moment. And the main states? Main state in U.S. As many other colleagues, I will say New Jersey, New York. <laughs> and then uh, California is doing pretty well. And then uh, Midwest doing well, Illinois. Yeah, we are spread out in more or less 15 states. Brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty good there. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Just want to say thanks to my guest today, Daniele Danabarbolotti. Yeah. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, very enthusiastic chap. <laughs> Thank you. And obviously passionate about what you do and um, respectful of your family history. Thanks for coming in today and telling us all about Thank you, Prosecco di Valdobbiadene. Lo detto bene. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Well, more, you got to say more or less. <laughs> you got to say you're fantastic. If you will be drinking a glass, you will be much, much, much better. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll remember that next time. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you, Marty. My real pleasure. See you there. Thanks, Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 